welcome to the Compassionate Business Collective. I'm Alex Oakle, registered associate nutritionist turned compassionate business coach. I help wellbeing professionals build and scale their businesses with impact and without burnout. Join me every week for chats about business basics, online marketing, getting more visible, scaling with success, and more importantly, building a business in true alignment with your values and without compromising your own well-being. Welcome back to another episode of the Compassionate Business Collective podcast. Really excited to be chatting with you all today about some really tangible ways that you can find your first client as a wellbeing professional who works online. So this will be slightly different to those who work in person, um, but I'm sure you'll still be able to take some of these techniques and apply them too. Um, so let's get straight into it. When you are starting up your wellbeing practice online, the first step really is finding those new clients. And these little strategies I'm going to give you today aren't necessarily what I would do if you are a few years in and you're trying to get clients. But when you're first starting out, it's so important to get a few people in so that you can kind of you know, practice and get better at what you're doing. And especially if you are doing a qualification where you don't get much practice time and you don't necessarily have to do consultations as part of your training or as part of your examination, then this can be really, really helpful to get a few people in at maybe a lower price and to give them a really great service and learn from these people. So with your first clients, I think it's important to let people know that they are your first clients. I think it's a little bit um, disingenuous or maybe a little bit shady to admit that fact. And in terms of pricing for your first clients, I'm all up for charging your worth and knowing that you have this great skill set that you are going to be giving to someone. But realistically, if it's your first client, then being open to the idea of offering lower cost services for a limited time is really important. So make sure that you have had a little think about what prices you are going to give these first three, five, 10 clients. It's completely up to you. You just need to make sure that you've had that conversation with yourself where you've said, this is for the first X number of clients and it's for their first X number of sessions. This makes it really clear for you that you have this goal to work towards before you put up your prices to what you would like them to be regularly. And it also gives the clients that you are getting in through the door first, it gives them number one, an incentive to work with you as someone who hasn't necessarily worked with anyone before. And it also lets them know where they stand. So they're not trying to work with you for three years on your low price. So that's my first kind of tip is think about the pricing, think about how many clients you want to get in at this price and how long you are going to work with them at this lower price. Would I offer free sessions? I think there is the, there is potential for offering free spaces. And as particularly if you know that there's people who want to work with you, who can't afford to work with you, and you know that you could give them maybe a one-off session and they would give you feedback and a testimonial, then it may be worth it for you. But if they are people who you're contacting who are people you don't know, who are you know, strangers, 
then I would definitely recommend even just putting a low price point on your offering just to ensure that they will show up because once we start offering things for free, that's when people start to maybe not take it as seriously. So yes, first of all, make sure that you have set your prices, set your intentions and had a think about that first and seen where you're comfortable. Then in terms of actually finding the people that you would like to work with, my first tip is to head to Facebook groups. So if you know you want to work with someone with maybe prenatal, then you can head to relevant Facebook groups who are in that area, in that niche. And this is one of my favorite tips because Facebook groups are so pre-qualified. The people in there are pre-qualified. You know that they are interested in becoming pregnant and they might be interested in food and movement or whatever it is that you do because of the name of the Facebook group. So for example, if you are heading into a Facebook group that's called something like um, eating for fertility and you are a prenatal dietitian, then you know that you're going to have people in there who are interested in this area that you are interested in. But what you have to be really careful of is not stepping on people's toes and making sure you've spoken to the admin of the group. If a Facebook group is run by someone, another wellbeing professional, then these are not the groups to target. The groups that you want to be targeting are ones that are run by non-professionals. So they're more just kind of community groups. And then you can just um, message the admin and say, I'm interested in posting in your group as I am a new nutritionist who is trying to get my foot in the door and get my first few clients. Just be completely honest here. There's no point trying to pretend that you are an experienced um, nutritionist if you're not, for example. So be really honest with the admin and say, I'm looking for my first three, five, 10, whatever it is, clients. And I was wondering if I could post in your group. Once you have the heads up, you can head in there and then you can say, you know, your qualifiers, I'm looking for three people who are hoping to conceive and are looking for nutrition support. Um, If you are interested in reduced cost sessions for your first three sessions, then please um, DM me. And it kind of, I would, what I would mention in here is the fact that you are looking for feedback in return. So say we will have three sessions together. They will be priced at this price. I only have three spaces available for this. And in return, I would love your feedback. I will send you a feedback form at the end. And I am just trying to get myself started in this industry and would absolutely love to connect with you. That's all you have to do. And that is the first, that's the way I got my first 10 clients. And I think, I can't remember, it was eight or eight, it was either eight, 10 or 12. It was a decent number and I did it for free. Um, But I would recommend putting a small price on there. It's completely up to you what that price is. And obviously depends on the expenses that are involved in your business and your time. But if you are just getting started and just getting into this, then the confidence and the, the feeling of working it through with someone and and really figuring your way of working out is it's just so priceless it's so worth it and it kind of is one of those things I think we have to go through where we offer either free or low cost services just to get ourselves started 
particularly, this is kind of really important for people who have had a similar education path to me where my degree offered no um, in-person or online consultancy stuff. It was it was just straight up theory. So I really didn't know how to work one-to-one with people. I'd done shadowing, I'd done all of those different things, but it really does not replicate being in-person with someone and navigating that space. So my next tip to find your first client or clients as a wellbeing professional is family and friends. Do I necessarily think you should be working with family and friends? It really depends on what it is that you do in your niche. I know for some people that would be really uncomfortable or maybe even inappropriate depending on your area of expertise or the area that you are niching into. For example, an eating disorder and a dietitian may not want to work with family and friends in this space because of all of the thoughts and feelings and the kind of intimacy of that sort of work. So it really depends, but what you could do is mention to your family and friends, say, look, you know, I'm looking for my first few clients. Can you mention it to your friends and to your family and kind of almost do a bit more of a degree of separation? So friends of friends or, um, you know, people who are just a little bit further away from you may be a little bit easier to work with. You may find it easier to take yourself more seriously as a practitioner if you are working with someone that you don't know or you don't know as well. And it also much more closely mimics a realistic client experience because you are going to be strangers with the people that you work with in the majority of cases. So really removing that kind of familiarity and having to, you know, be in the awkward moments with people that you don't know is really key to developing your skills as a well-being practitioner. So, you know, working with people who maybe you are not uh, familiar with is, is all part of the process. So yeah, reaching out to family and friends and seeing if they have anyone that they would refer on to you for your first three, five, 10 clients can be really, really helpful. And, you know, they should have your back and they should be wanting to support you. So I'm sure that they would be really, really willing and excited to help you. My final tip for finding your first one, three, five, ten, however many clients, is to link up with somebody who is someone in your area of industry who is a complementary practitioner to you. So for example, if you are a nutritionist, collaborating with a therapist, or if you are a PT, collaborating with a physio, or in any combination of those things. And finding someone who work you wouldn't be taking if you um, took their clients, you know, it wouldn't be that you are replacing them. It's more that they, the people who you would be working with would work with both of you at the same time and there wouldn't be that you know, necessarily kind of competition there. So that would be my recommendation. You know, this can be online. So I'm a big advocate of connecting with people online because first of all, if you're an online wellbeing practitioner, you know that it gets a bit lonely sometimes. It can feel a little bit like we're just doing this on our own. Is anyone else trying this? Is anyone else doing this? So finding, I really like Facebook groups for this is a few years ago, especially this is where I used to find everyone who I'm now kind of friends with online, Um, but being on Instagram, LinkedIn, any of those places and finding professionals who are working in a similar way to you. 
So if you are non-diet, for example, you'll want to surround yourself with non-diet practitioners. If you are somebody who works in the fertility space, then you might want to connect with other fertility practitioners online, you know, acupuncturists, therapists, um, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians. There are spaces for these groups of practitioners online. So I would recommend finding a group like that or maybe connecting with someone who you did your course with um, and seeing if you can do a little bit of a complimentary um, swap here. So maybe having a bit of a conversation with them and saying, do you mind if you give me a shout out? Um, I'm say I'm having my first three clients, exactly what we've done at the start, where we're saying, you know, how many clients you want, how long you want to work with them for the cost of it, and also really mentioning that key thing of, and you are looking for feedback at the end. And kind of in return for the lower price sessions, you will be um, asking for people's feedback. So yeah, connecting with somebody who's in a complimentary space to you and seeing if they would be interested in doing a bit of a swap. So you can give them a shout out as well if you are on social media or to your email list, depending on where you're at in your business building um, process and your business building journey. Um, and really, this can be a great way to not only reach a new audience, but also a great way to build trust with other practitioners and to start building out that referral network, which is so important. First of all, a referral network is important for your scope of practice, so knowing where your limits are when working with clients and knowing you always have people to refer on to. Secondly, it's really important for your client's um, journey or your client's kind of experience because if you, if they're asking, saying, oh, you know, I love working with you, but I'm also really interested in reducing my stress, do you know a good fertility acupuncturist? And if you have one who you know is someone who you love working with, you know that they're good at th their work, then being able to refer that per client to that person is a really, really great way to build your trust with your clients as well. So these are three of my tangible tips to finding your first client as a well-being professional. Let me know what you think by sending me a message on Instagram. I'm underscore Alex Okal, O-K-E-L-L. And if you are interested in starting your business journey, building a well-being practitioner business online, then do you head to alexokal.com slash BYB checklist and you'll be able to download your free nine-step checklist to starting an online wellbeing practice. And this is a really, really great resource that I made with my friend Shannon, who I collaborate with on the Build Your Business School course. And I think that you are gonna really, really love that checklist if you are just getting started with your wellbeing practice online. So head there, download the checklist, and you will also get yourself on the wait list for Build Your Business School, which is coming back in 2023. I hope you found this episode useful. Let me know what you think by chatting to me on Instagram and I can't wait to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.